the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And you're listening to the Church of the Week feature, our feature every week where we get to introduce you to a pastor and a local church in our community. And if you don't have a church that you call home, we want to invite you to attend a church and get involved in a local body because we are the church. And today we get to sit down and be uh, here from the church. The church is University Baptist Church, and the pastor is Pastor Randy Bales. Pastor Randy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, we want to hear everything that's going on at, well, not everything, I guess, but at least as much as we can in a, in a half hour here, hear about what's going on at University Baptist Church. But before we do that, could you just kind of give us a little bit of background on yourself and your family? You bet. I'm originally from Missouri, went to seminary in Fort Worth at Southwestern Seminary, met my wife there, and we came to San Antonio 27 years ago with no children, thought we would probably move around a lot. Uh, being in the ministry, and yet God placed us in a congregation that just loved us, and as the children were born, they loved our children, and and now our children are adults, and they've grown up there and and have had a great uh, experience being a part of the church at university, and so we are very blessed uh, to be able to have that kind of experience uh, here in San Antonio. Now, Pastor, I like to ask a a lot of people that when they come in, I like to ask pastors uh, about their salvation experience, what what it was that uh, you know, I think a lot of people hear pastors preach and teach, but they don't always get to hear their own experience of meeting Christ. Could you could you share that with us? I'd be delighted. I was privileged to uh, grow up on a farm in rural Missouri, and my mom was passionate about church, and she had us in church all the time. She loved Jesus. My dad was a farmer, and so that's an 18-hour job, an 18-hour day. And so he spent a lot of time out in the fields, and Mom was very active in church. And we spent a lot of time hearing about Christ and just uh, being nurtured in that spiritual growth. And as a very young child, about seven years old, I came to the place where I recognized that my sin had separated me from Christ and that I had a responsibility to do something about that. God had given me this great opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And when I understood that I needed a Savior, I had already had a full understanding that Jesus is the Savior. And so I can remember out in our front yard, uh, the pastor who was uh, visiting, uh, doing a revival in our church that week, uh, and I talked. And there we had a maple tree that had a, a swing that was right there, a tire swing. And, and right standing by that tire swing, I prayed and received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And the change was forever. I mean, it was clear that God had done a work in my heart and life. And then as I grew, you know, I obviously grew my understanding. But I look back to that with great fondness because love cult, uh, covers a multitude of sins, and Christ's love has certainly done that for me. What a, an amazing testimony of coming to Christ. You know, I think all too often we 
we revere the testimony that is I came out of this crazy lifestyle mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But how amazing to be saved and set apart at such a young age. And how blessed. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, you, you obviously uh, there was probably a process from that time at seven years old to actually being called to serve in ministry as a lifestyle. So uh, take us through that process, if you don't mind. Yeah, I, as a teenager, attended several camps that churches do, and it was a fairly common thing. And even before I understood fully, I felt a sense of being called to full-time Christian service. I didn't know what that meant fully. Um, I didn't fully understand what God was doing. But I knew that God had something very special, even back as a 14-year-old going to camp and listening to the Holy Spirit prompt my heart. And so I surrendered at that moment. But years later, as I began to experiment in college with majors and what was I going to do with my life, I'd kind of forgotten those years that God had called. And I went through some times of what I call my Jonah in the belly of the whale experiences, doing my own thing, getting away from God. We've all been there. I mean, but God so faithfully called me back to himself and uh, at 19 years old, clarified that I had a choice, that he had called me to ministry, but I could choose to reject it and go my own way if I wanted to. And at that moment, I surrendered my life and began the process of training and patiently learning how to serve and follow in obedience to what he had called me to do. I was discipled and and taught the basics of Scripture. Through that, God began to clarify a call. And it's new every day. I mean, you know, it's not that the transition is over because there's always new ways that God is opening up doors for opportunities to minister and serve him. You know, he doesn't give us the whole picture at the beginning. Very often we walk down the road and then he opens up doors and, and shows us as we go. We're here with Pastor Randy Bales of University Baptist Church. And Pastor Randy, did you then go pretty much from that uh, high school, college experience of being called? Did you go straight into ministry then, or was was there a another vocation or major that, that twisted? From that moment that? on, I started kind of blooming where God had planted me. I served as a volunteer in my church. I changed my major. Uh, actually, my undergraduate was vocal music, and so I began to exp- – uh, follow that process of being trained as a musician. I I felt like I'd be doing ministry and vocal music and education. When I went to seminary, I pursued education. Um, And so, you know, the process of training really was first and foremost for me. And then God just began to open doors. Uh, As I volunteered and and did what uh, opportunities were afforded me, he opened up new doors. And eventually they became paid places of work. But it was still the ministry. It was still the same kinds of expressions of obedience to God's call. Absolutely. And Pastor Randy, now you uh, obviously were serving in in your local church there. And and at some point there was uh, a call of God that led you to the beautiful city of San Antonio, Texas. And uh, you you came into uh, a wonderful congregation there at University Baptist Church. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Yeah, I didn't realize there was any part of Texas south of Dallas. I'm from Missouri, <laughs> and so it was all new to me. And as I began to think about graduation from seminary, I wanted to stay where I was. God closed those doors. Thought I would go north. That was kind of the natural inclination. Had a friend in seminary whose church, university, was looking for a staff member. And through the process, actually, when the pastor and I met, I I told him I really enjoyed our conversations, but that was not where God was leading me. Um, (laughs) A week later, God had closed so many doors. You know, I have to learn, I guess, through the hard trials. But 
um, he, you know, the pastor called back and said, you know, would you think about that again? Mm. <laughs> and so we prayed and, and God led us here unmistakably. And we settled it early on so that everything that's come since, we've had a sense of God's will. Absolutely. So tell us about your service at University Baptist and a little bit about uh, how you've grown with the congregation there. You bet. I, I started on staff uh, doing music and education and then uh, worked with a pastor for 15 years. And when he retired, the church asked me to be senior pastor. And so I took on that role and um, have since the last uh, 12 years worked as senior pastor. And uh, it's been a delight to just see God use the various individuals in the church to help prepare me for what he had uh, in ministry. And at the same time, watching the congregation grow uh, in terms of not just numbers, but in terms of spiritual growth, in terms of ministry uh, growing out and reaching out. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Randy, um, I actually had the privilege of, of visiting you at the campus of University Baptist a few weeks ago. And uh, as we sat down and talked, you shared with me a little bit about even the history of the church and, and kind of where the church has been from being virtually the only structure in that area to now being centered in a community where you guys are reaching out and and uh, a lot of great things are happening. Can you, can you kind of give us that history of the church? Yeah, it's a long history. When the church was planted there, there was only a couple of subdivisions in the area. And the founders had a great vision for what was going to happen in the city. The church has faithfully ministered in all those years, and and just watching the community grow and the church grow, uh, it's been fascinating to see how God prepares for what God provides. And, uh, you know, we're at a point now where we're building a new building. We've been looking at a new auditorium for a long time. If you've seen our auditorium, you know we need one. We're ready. <laughs> uh, it's served its purpose. It served well for a long time. But, uh, you know, we're, we're able to be at a, in a position to build this new auditorium. God's provided most of the finances for it already. And so we're looking forward to uh, hopefully this time next summer being in the new building, Absolutely. new structure. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that's even a phenomenal story, Pastor Randy. If you would take a minute to just kind of tell a little bit of that story, because I know that, uh, that you had an opportunity earlier in the church's uh, history to build, but, but there was kind of a, a series of events, and, and God really miraculously provided. You bet. We, uh, t- as a matter of fact, 25 years ago, uh, looked at the idea of building a worship center. We knew we needed one then, and uh, the congregation was not unified about it, and we prayed through it and felt like it was not the time. And so over the next few years, we continued making disciples. We continued ministering as God would have us minister. We built other buildings, children uh, facility, a fellowship hall. We even bought land during that period of time, believe it or not. And um, God used all of that to bring us to the point where we're building the auditorium today. But, but through that process of waiting and, and seeking the Lord, the congregation grew in unity. And uh, so that when we came time to this building, uh, it was a, a unanimous uh, decision to move forward and build this structure. And uh, and also the waiting, again, provided much of the funds that will be used to, to build this building. Absolutely. And uh, I, I always think that's a powerful story when a church can unify. And uh, yeah. when, when, when you and I talked last, I, I believe you said it was unanimous. It was. The, the decisions were unanimous. And for that to, to take place in a in a body is just so encouraging. Not only that, but uh, I think it's encouraging to know that uh, 
Isaiah really knew what he was talking about when he said, when we wait upon the Lord, you bet. He'll, he'll take care of That's us. That's exactly right. You know, and that waiting is, is really hard. We're, we're doers, you know, but God wants us to be. And he's doing more than building buildings. You know, buildings are not the church. The church is the people, and it's the body of Christ. And we fit together to do what, what Christ has called us to do. And so, yeah, he uses all of that to not only build structures and those kinds of things, which are important, but to build lives. Absolutely. We're with Pastor Randy Bales of University Baptist Church. They're on the northwest side, uh, close to UTSA University, and uh, we we have the opportunity to sit down with them today. And uh, if we could transition a little bit to talking about the church, Pastor Randy, and uh, those that may be listening and want to hear a little bit about the heart behind the church, the vision behind the church, the the mission statement, what it is that is kind of the DNA behind University Baptist. Can you delve into that for us? You bet. We sort of take our marching orders from the Great Commission. Every one of the Gospels, Christ gives his disciples marching orders. And we've adopted Matthew 28, uh, where Christ said, you know, go therefore and make disciples, emphasizing the making of disciples. We think sometimes it's emphasizing the going, but it's really the making of lives, the, the discipleship and following Christ. And so we've we've latched on to this idea that we are to be disciple makers, followers of Christ, and to help others learn how to follow him. And uh, we, we sort of have picked out ideas of how to do that. We talk about discovering God. One of the greatest privileges walking this planet is that we can know the creator of the ends of the earth. He has given us the ability to know him, to fellowship with him, to have a relationship with him. And that's only through Jesus Christ, and that's a lifelong discovery. I often describe it like hugging a redwood tree. You know, you just can't quite get your arms around it, but it's huge. Wow. And so this discovery of God is is the first part of being a disciple. Uh, secondly, I would say the we, we talk about connecting. You know, we are to connect with the body of Christ. There's that relationship, that fellowship that occurs. And we need the church. We are the church. And we need to have those connections with other believers so that we can grow, share life ex- uh, experiences, care for one another, nurture one another in the, in the admonition of the Lord to be able, Proverbs talks about iron sharpening iron. We're just being together. We need to connect. And then the third verb that we latch onto is serve. We are to serve others. We're not called uh, to be passive. We're called to be involved. God's given us spiritual gifts so that we can serve him by serving others. And so when we think about making disciples, it's discovering God, connecting with his people, and serving others by serving him. And so we hold on to that. We call it joyfully making disciples uh, for short. But that's the passion of university is, is discipleship, being followers of Christ, knowing him and growing in that knowledge. So that's the heart behind University Baptist Church and the DNA in which you function. But I know also that uh, your DNA and as the pastor, your heartbeat behind uh, the ministry is straight out of the Bible as well from Ephesians 4. You bet. Can you talk about that as well? Yeah, you know, uh, the Bible is clear that God gave uh, apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers uh, for the purpose of equipping the saints for the work of the church. And so it's that equipping process that I'm called to. Uh, And all of us, all of those who are born again, all of those who know Christ as a personal Savior are called to do the work of service. And as we're scattered throughout the church all over San Antonio today, there are going to be divine appointments, moments when God brings someone into your life because he wants you to minister. That's the church doing the work of the church. And we have to be ready for that. We have to be equipped and prepared. 
And so Ephesians 4 talks about how the church grows. It grows when we are obedient to be the church, to do those things that God's called us to do. And, um, you know, Ephesians 4.16 talks about how that the church is strengthened by that which every joint supplies. So when I do what God's called me to do and you do what God's called you to do, the net effect is that God strengthens the church and uh, encourages lives and transforms them. You know, Pastor Randy, for the person listening that says, um, you know, that that's a great scripture, that's a great, great word, but that can't apply to me because I'm just Joe Schmo over here with, with no gifts or no abilities or I, I haven't done this or I haven't done that or I'm not the right kind of person or I don't have the right gifts. Can you talk to that person and say uh, kind of your perspective of how that fits in? Yeah, I would say don't discount what God can do. Uh, it's clear that the scriptures, ha- you know, makes it clear that God has given each one of us spiritual gifts. Every believer has spiritual gifts. And so we use those spiritual gifts to just obey the Lord. It's simply obedience. And when God prompts us to do something, if we just would do it, God would do great things. So every believer, every follower of Christ has something that God has for them right now uh, in a conversation, uh, you know, some encounter that they may have to encourage someone in their own life, uh, tell them about Christ, whatever the moment calls for. But God has something for each one of us to be the church, not just to think about going to church, but actually to be the body of Christ here in this world, salt and light, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Now, you just said it there, Pastor Randy. Uh, You said be the church. And um, I think that concept is is twisted in the minds of a lot of believers where they do uh, consider going to church as um, the experience to be involved in, but you're saying being the church is is the the uh, the mode, so to speak, that we need to be uh, tapping into. How does how does University Baptist facilitate that? How do you encourage your people to actually fulfill Acts one verse eight to to uh, reach the Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth? Well, first and foremost, it's the passion that God's already given you. God intends to use that. But when you accepted Christ as your personal Savior, there's a, there's a plan that God sets in motion to use you in ways that you can't even begin to fully fathom and imagine. And, you know, just that simple sense of obedience, you know, we are privileged to build this new building at university, but that's not going to be what lasts for eternity. There'll be a day when that building deteriorates and is no longer useful. But the lives that are changed and impacted because this congregation is working to be salt and light to this community. Uh, Those lives are eternal, and the transformation that happens there is eternal as well. And so, you know, every person has something that God is working in them and through them right now. In this moment, there's an opportunity to take a step and just be obedient to God's prompting. You're listening to Pastor Randy Bales of University Baptist Church. And if we could even take it one step further, Pastor Randy, in uh, in, in all of these uh, kind of visionary things that you're speaking about and missional things that you're speaking about, I know at the end of the day it comes down to how do we walk it out on Monday morning. And uh, you have a few things that you mention uh, in your church bio that uh, I, I want to just bring attention to and, and just have you maybe talk through these with us and, and explain to us how University Baptist uh, – facilitates these things uh, practically. And the first thing you said is engaging in authentic worship of God. If someone uh, comes to University Baptist to visit, how, how does that look? 
worship is an intensely personal encounter with God. We do it corporately, and sometimes we equate worship with music. Well, it's really not. Worship is an interaction, a dialogue, if you will, a spiritual connection with God. And we can worship him personally, and we should. But that authenticity means that we're not putting on airs. We're not putting on what looks good to man. That doesn't really matter. What matters is that sense of God's presence, that sense of awe that Acts 2 talks about uh, in the early church, uh, that sense of God's nearness. You can't orchestrate that. It's a sovereign work of God, but you can you can experience it. You can facilitate it and allow God to move near and um, and then respond to him just in, in authentic ways, not, you know, again, not putting on airs or going through the motions or, or you know, but being very authentic in how we relate to God uh, in the context of our lives, in the context of the experiences that we bring with us in worship, whether it's corporate or personal, really ultimately working toward a daily lifestyle of worship so that we see everything that we do as an act of worship to God. You know, I go to work not so that uh, I can earn money. I have to earn money, but I go to work so that I can be used of God to in- encourage or strengthen those who are around me uh, in the faith. That's a great word, Pastor Randy. Now, also, you mentioned um, you mentioned it earlier about being connected to the body and the connectedness you guys promote. And in a practical way, you mentioned that you guys are constantly gathering in small groups. How does that look uh, throughout the week? Yeah, it's it's um, lives shared through intimacy. When you get to know someone and you begin to know what their life consists of, you know their circumstances, whether they're raising children or the grandchildren or whatever their life means, you begin to have a concern. And that concern, very naturally, through the Spirit's empowering, begins to work out in nurture of the body. And so those small groups are not just the official times that we meet. It's the sharing lives together. It's being on a spiritual journey together. But you have to be in small enough groups to get to know each other. You know, you can't sit in a worship service of 300 people and know 300 people. But you can sit in a room of 10 or 12 and just week after week looking at the Scriptures, allowing the Scriptures to speak to life circumstances, and then begin to share how each one is impacted and what they're going through. And there becomes a caring. There becomes um, really body life. It used to be called years ago. But the idea is that um, there's that, that connectedness that comes through those small groups. You're listening to the heartbeat and culture of University Baptist Church from Pastor Randy Bales. And also, one last thing you mentioned in, in, under your church bio that, that's very interesting is providing opportunities to be honest uh, or, or providing opportunities to, to establish honest and enduring friendships. And uh, I, I think that's something a lot of times that is missing in the local church. Why is that so important at University Baptist? It's important because it requires more than just a Sunday morning involvement. It's important because we are all hungry for that. But we default to come to church, go through the motions, I know how the service goes, and then go home. You really can't be the church if you're only connected one hour a week. Uh, It doesn't mean you have to come up to the building area. It just means that the lives that are interconnected uh, have to have more than just a Sunday morning connection. And so, you know, those friendships uh, develop. You can't orchestrate that. It's something that God does. 
but as God begins to build those friendships, you know, it's not about looking one way or another. It's not about finding people who are like me in any other way other than I love Jesus with all of my heart. And when that love for God is the greatest thing in your life, when it is truly the greatest commandment that you're striving for, love for your neighbor flows out of that. And so it's it's that love relationship with God that that builds and strengthens the love relationship with one another. One last question about the church, Pastor Randy. What do you think is unique about University Baptist? I think the disciple-making desire uh, is somewhat unique. Um, We work hard to provide ways for believers who are hungry to find food for their soul and uh, so that every believer can truly be involved in disciple-making, investing their life in, in someone else. The um, that disciple making is kind of a um, a difficult task, if you will, because you know life's not easy. You know, sure. life is sometimes a struggle, and when life is a struggle, um, you know it's hard to just use platitudes. You can't get by on platitudes. What you need is the presence of the Holy Spirit, and so you know that um, that relationship uh, I think is vital. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Randy, for someone listening that uh, they, they like what they're hearing, they, they want to get involved and plugged in in a local church, and they think University Baptist may be the place for them, can you tell them when your services are, when, when they can come and visit? You bet. The best time, Sunday morning, 930, is Sunday school. That's our small groups. That's the best place to get plugged in and connected and begin to, to get to know people at University Baptist Church. And then our worship services are at 1045 on Sunday mornings as well. We have other times that we meet and we do things during the week, but those are the two times when the church is gathered corporately. Uh, the rest of the times there are training and, and uh, different types of, of gatherings. But for someone who's just wanting to get kind of the initial uh, heartbeat of the church, if you will, uh, that's a great place to start. And University Baptist is located at 6465 Babcock Road uh, in area code, uh, I'm sorry, zip code 78249. It's real close to the university. It's right, right where De Zavala and Babcock kind of turn into one another and mm-hmm. meet there. So, uh, Pastor Randy, we want to thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we wish you and University Baptist all the best. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we thank you for joining us for our Church of the Week feature every week right here on KSLR. If you do not have a church home, we want to invite you to visit University Baptist Church with Pastor Randy Bales and the team there. Uh, If you want some more information on the church, check out their website at ubcsa.org. University Baptist Church San Antonio uh, is what that stands for, ubcsa.org. They're located, as I mentioned, at 6465 Babcock Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78249. If you have any questions, you can also give them a call at 210-699-1065, 699-1065. Thank you for joining us for our Church of the Week feature with Pastor Randy Bales of University Baptist Church. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM 630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. 
We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.